Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. everybody and welcome back to the projectile lunchcast episode 15 uh my name is marcel i am stoked and delighted to be here with today with basti who is as you can hear has largely recovered from his uh, cordyceps fungus i'm actually doing episodes. fine I'm, I'm actually doing fine i might do some weird clicking noises uh, throughout the episode but now i'm cool you just quickly consumed like some human flesh before the episode, and now you're fine and refreshed. Yeah, I, I came. I came back from the dead. I'm basically Lazarus. Excellent, very good. And uh, at long last, we're also back with Matt. Hello. Who yes. Has I, yeah, yes. Paid paid dearly for for his transgressions against uh, Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's just an opinion. Um, no, it's not. It's a crime. Okay. Yeah, some people communicate. Some uh, people around the world communicate using clicking. So, oh, that's who's like so in, in African some some African cultures and yeah, clicking clicking noises. It's interesting. Uh, however, not with us today is Richard, which is just as well because I feel like on today's topic, Richard probably couldn't contribute anything of value. This is uh, probably it would be true. very very you know like yeah. theoretical topic for Richard because we're going to talk about humor. And, you know, how to be funny and, you know, really, what could Richard contribute to exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. Also, like, I mean, you have basically uh, two Germans sitting here raising the bar to a very, very, very high standard when it comes Trimson. to talking about humor, right? Germans are known to be funny. Germans, Germans are funny. The David Hasselhoff. He, what? David Hasselhoff. He's, He's not funny. German. He's not a German. Isn't he? No. I mean, like, to be honest, like, at some point they may have offered him, like, like an... Uh, you know, like honorary German citizenship or something. <laughs> I don't know. That could. Be. I mean, he 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 brought down the Berlin Wall, so we or just so, had our German so unity he day. Says. So okay, let's let's dive right in. You know, like so, the topic is is humor in games, and the question is for you. I'm gonna just go straight for for Matt's jocular. Yes. Why does it seem like humor is is much harder to write or do you really to nail down than a lot of other themes or or moods in writing in games? I don't know because I think it's a really useful tool. Like I, I think, so I think, as a default position, I think it's I think to to have some humour in a game. I think it's something that people instantly appreciate and can value, especially in a moment when you know in games, you, especially systemic games, you know the opportunity to tell a, a sort of a linear narrative is, is difficult. So so having humour and be able to just inject it whenever you want in a single line, just give someone a bit of joy that way. I think that's a really useful thing to be able to do. Um, I think the biggest problem is like pitching that the, the humour to the audience or knowing what your audience is. Do you think part of the problem is that, at least to me, it feels like humour is is more subjective than other things? I think like this, for example, like certain imagery or so that 95% of the world's population will say that is scary or that is it makes me sad or something. But like humor seems to be much more a personalized thing, like something yeah, I something agree. that I will find humorous, you know, for example, could be way over Busty's head, as an example. Oof. I mean, I think it's, it is like humor is like a, a thing that doesn't, you know, um, historically doesn't uh, translate also um, very well between cultures. Mm. And I think that's, I mean, I'm English, so I, I, I totally understand that because quite a lot of the stuff our comic export our comedy export is not well received across the water because it's just too dark or too subversive or weird or Every, everyone loves uh, uh, Monty Python and the Flying Circus yeah but it's almost it's because I think it's partly because of the absurdity of it it, it almost is, it carries the humour but I think some of the kind of you know it's not everything about that hits home I think in a, in a way okay um, I think it's just like the general absurdity of Monty Python is something that people it's almost you're laughing at it 
in a way, and somehow like, oh, this is a really absurd and strange thing to do. Okay, I mean, it comes a little bit from the from the situation that humans not only laugh, uh, you can't even laugh when you when you're sad, right? But it's often like an an expression of I have no idea what's going on, of confusion, of like a, the the hysterical kind of like my brain cannot compute what's going on, so I have to laugh because it's it's weird and and confusing and whatever. And it's the only reaction I can come up with right now. Yeah. That's right. I also think Monty Python is quite divisive because yeah. of the because of the religious yeah. stuff. You know, it's it's essentially um, yeah, and especially at the time that uh, Life of Brian, for example, came out, they, you know, lots of people jumped on it from the from the church and things and really started you know trying to take them down and didn't didn't happen. But um, you know, it is it is not for everyone, uh, and that's and that's kind of back to your point. Really, it's it's not always for everyone. Um, people are saying that about Borderlands, for example. I was going to say, it's like I think with Monty Python, the thing is also, um, that's a good point that you mentioned, like it's divisive, but also I think like it's between things. So for example, personally, there there are things from Monty Python that I find absolutely hilarious, like uh, like Mr. Hilter in England. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and there's other things where I'm just like, you know, that's just too absurd or too weird that I don't find funny anymore. Yeah. And I think like, you know, they have such a broad spectrum of stuff that, that it allows for that. Whereas a lot of other humor, like if I look at a lot of comedians, it seems very one note. They're like, either, yeah, you like this kind of stuff or you don't. And Monty Python seems more varied. Which brings me to my question for you, man. What is the Monty Python of video games? Because uh, people love to do that, right? The <laughs> of yeah, video yeah, games. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, there is, there is a lot of like... Ups. So my problem is you have with, let's the say, clicking. movie series, etc. You have... Uh, like, comedy is a genre, Satire is a genre. While often games have comedic content or funny whatever, but usually it's not their genre. There are examples for satirical games, but most of them are this is an adventure with like this Saturday morning cartoon vibe, so there's a little bit of comedy in there. This is a point of click game, which is by nature or most of the time a very like comedic drive. But is it a comedy game? Well, you can call a movie a comedy. So that is a little bit different in video games. Um, the the most games which are like fall into that, oh, that is so unbelievably weird, um, maybe not comedy, I don't know. Like when I think about weird visuals and representations uh, of, of games, like Wheel of Katamari as an example, that falls into the ballpark of... I oh, see what you did there, ballpark, very nice. Exactly. Very so good. the fuck is happening here? Like you have sometimes with some of the visuals like Monty Python, etc. But Katamari is not a, not a comedy game. Some Japanese games, especially or Eastern games, are absolutely batshit crazy when it comes to the, the comedy and what's happening on the screen. But maybe that's a cultural thing, or we just don't get it. Or, but but then you you miss the the subtext you have with, uh, let's say, with a Monty Python, where in that kind of like example, uh, it's just absurd, at least for us, because we might miss the subtext because we're not from the East and, and stuff like that. So it's, I think it's not that easy. Is there a Monty Python of, of video games? I think you were right to talk I didn't about. Say there was one. I just asked you what it is. Yeah, that is like I'm deeply moved now. Like, I, I think I have you're to right. Think to, about that. I think you're right to talk about point and click though, because that's like you know some of the strongest games uh, in terms of their comedy have been point and click games. Yes. Like yeah. obviously, like Monkey Island's the uh, the the really obvious one. But um, I've, I've been playing Monkey Island, the original Secret of Monkey Island, over the weekend. Nice. Very very nice. Very good stuff. I loved uh, during the the Gamescom party. Like the, the the business party on Wednesday, they had like uh, the venue was uh, um, like a beach club thingy at the Rhine, and they had a big screen um, during the night, and they were like playing just Monkey Island One on that huge, oh, yeah, absurdly yeah, huge yeah. screen. Uh, was great. I was once at a a, a gaming conference where uh, after everybody came home in a very good mood uh, from a party. Um, they went to uh, the, the piano in the hotel lobby and somebody started playing the, you know, <laughs> and everybody gathered around. It was fantastic. It was just like communal, listening to the Monkey Island theme while drinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Matthew also raised a very good point with the point and click because it feels like, for example, like, point, uh, you know, puzzle stuff, also Portal, it feels like it makes it easier to also have humorous gameplay. Yeah. Rather than just to write it, because you know, for example, you you brought up Borderlands, you know, and sure, there may be some people saying it's fun to shoot people in the face, and not me, of course. Yeah. But and our local American is not here, so we can't ask for his expert take on that part. But um, you know, like with, like with some, 
again, it's, it's very fresh in my mind because I played it yesterday. You know, there is the, the quintessential Monkey Allen theme, uh, sorry, scene where you think, okay, here they really nailed the humorous gameplay, the part where you're underwater. And you just try to do all these things, and there's people walking around above you talking about, hey, I'm going to drop this knife, and you're oh, thankfully, and like, oh no, actually, I think I'm going to hold on to it, and just walks off, you're like, what? Yeah. I, I did try all these things until you realize, oh, I can just pick up the idol and just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah, like. The is, only is scene where you can die, by the way, in that whole game. If you stay for longer than 10 minutes, yeah. because you know, he can hold his breath for 10 exactly. minutes, special skill. I think also from like a writing point of view, I think if you've got a game, a point and click game where you've got these abil- this ability to react to what the player's doing quite quickly uh, with some like amusing kind of. Yeah. Inversion of what they've done, you know, um, then you can also you get this flow as well, where you can the whole game can have that, and, and it's difficult to do that to jump from comic to serious and stuff uh, in a game where you know that things might not line up in that way. But like another one that I um, I haven't actually played, but uh, I've always been fascinated by uh, is Grim Fandango. I don't know if you oh it's great, has played it. absolutely great game. But, I mean, it's no wait, absolutely amazing writing shitty game oh my god these puzzles like this is a game where everyone has this like kind of like retro rose tinted glasses on it's like oh Grim Fandango was amazing and then I realized one thing when replaying the HD version wow I loved point and click adventure back then especially for the writing the scene the flavor and all this kind of like stuff but in most of these games the puzzles sucked because they make no logical sense I had a few puzzles in that game where I had to look up on the internet, like, oh, how do I solve this? And then when I found the solution, I was like, okay, like, I'm not feeling shitty about myself because I read it up in the internet. Because, to be honest, there was no way, like, no logical conclusion way I would come up with that kind of, like, bullshit other than just clicking everything I have in my inventory. But other than that... I like how you clicking. Great, great humor, great setting, great scenery, the whole, like, um, the film noir flair of that uh, is absolutely brilliant. What's the guy's name? Money Calavera? Calavera? Yeah. I've got... I've got uh, uh, m- m- Calavera. Calavera, yeah. It's, exactly. uh, I mean, skull in Spanish. Is that is that right? I think I it does. Know. It would make a lot of sense. Calavera. Actually, because it's very, like, uh, Dios de la Muerte themed, right? That's right. Um, but that has dark underdo- undertone. So, like, why, why uh, Monkey Island, etc. is usually very, very, very funny. And very comical as this like Saturday morning early Lucas Arts games uh, adventures uh, approach. This game is different. Like you sit sometimes in smoke, uh, like uh, smoke covered clubs, talking to beatniks, and stuff is a little bit darker. People die, and there's more like a like a film or a crime story, etc. I've got a quote from it here. Um, uh, so one character's uh, being investigated, and she says, "Would you guys like to see my birthmark?" And the player says, sure, where is it? She says, wherever you guys put my skin. Wow. So, uh... That's from, uh... From, from Fandango. Green Fandango. Yeah. Sorry, so, so, you know, we talked about... Uh, that humor can be very subjective, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody say, for example, that they don't find at least some parts of Monkey Island funny. So, yeah. So, what, what, is the, what would you say then if you had to analyze, if you take Monkey Island... What is it about that that seems to be largely, you know, universal, at least elements of it in the humor? Is it just like that it's, it's funny, but it's not too much in your face? Like it's lighthearted, but, you know, it's not love out loud, funny a lot of the time, maybe? Or? That's a good question. No. What, do we, what do we say? I mean, nowadays, nowadays you would say Monkey Island has a lot of like meme kind of like pop culture referential humor, which a lot of games do anyway nowadays when it comes to humor and stuff. But... Most games are very obnoxious when it's come to that. Oh, I know uh, that joke was a reference to haha. But I, Monkey I'm Island it works. I'm wondering what popular loot shooter series you're thinking about right now. <laughs> like, I, I cannot remember. Like, there was not a single moment, I think, in my life playing a Monkey Island game, or at least the first and the second one, where I felt like, oh, I have to romance now. Okay, that was like haha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, it's just very well written, and, yeah. also, and there's and also there's a lot of that humor. It's constant, but not in your face because. But that's partly because of the structure of the game. So that's that's the thing. Um, you're because the player is always initiating those moments. The player is, mm. you know, is the one doing the action, and then you get the response. It's not like something that's just on top all the time. Um, 
So, so for example, like in Borderlands, like the humor is thrown at you more or less, you know, like constantly. And in Monkey Island, it's just a reaction, you mean, to what you do. And of course, visual humor is like the most um, powerful in terms of its reach to, to across cultures. So um, I, I think of things like, for example, um, so uh, Surgeon Simulator. I know that, again, it's a bit divisive because it's not for everyone, but it's a slapstick, essentially. Yeah. Slapstick. You're creating the humor yourself. Um, you're given these tools, these, these not very good tools for, for performing an operation, and you're trying to, to make use of them. And somehow this is creating humor because it's just it's, it's slapstick. It's timeless. It's the most... Uh, universal type of humor. Also, I think the Lego, I'm, I'm the Lego games, the Lego games do yep. a really good job of that visual humor, like uh, also dropping in various cu- cu- cultural references, mm. um, yeah, no. little pop re- references here and there, and just using you know the kind of universal language of a Lego head um, for the most part. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I, when I was thinking about this topic, I had more or less on my list, I think three games or series where I thought you know that's examples of stellar humor which you know we've had now like Monkey Islands um, a portal talk about briefly and the other Lego games I think like especially like some of the older ones before they even had voice you know, like the first Lego games didn't have any voice they just had made sometimes noises or something but even then you know as you said like just the visual and a lot of that is just so you, obviously it benefits that most of the Lego games it's it's you know very popular pop culture so people recognize you know these characters these situations yeah but even then like the, what I always loved about them you know as as you know I, I take my Star Wars or my Marvel very serious you know I'm, I'm a nerd but um, even then like just the way they just slightly you know go into the absurdity with that or like you know take the piss out of it with just like a simple gesture or like uh, it's absolutely brilliant like I always love those games and yeah probably some of the games where I had the most you know like actually laughing out loud for a moment because you know it's just they do yeah. something like this is brilliant this was also very good you know comedic timing like it feels like a lot of the Lego games they do it exactly at the right moment it was like whoops yeah there you go that's very good what are some other examples where you feel like you know it's again more or less universally praised and then later on we're going to get to the divisive stuff we already mentioned Borderlands a few times which probably is these days like one of or very recently especially looking at reviews like right now the poster child of divisive gaming humor but is there anything else you can think of where you think hey that's almost everybody thinks this is, this is funny or humor well done because it does really seem to be pretty hard right I think Lego is a good one because yeah, also be, partly because also because it's it's, it's friendly to, to you know in, in its humor there's not that kind of cynicism there. Like it's, it's not kicking down to anybody or so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unlike the South Park game, which goes it's the other end of the extreme. And but uh, like the thing that interests me about that is that at South Park, for example, which is the opposite of what you've just said, mm. um, is that you know it carries those get those two games for me because yeah. like the mechanics are not that innovative or, or exciting in, in mostly and a bit silly and puerile and, and all that stuff. But you know it's just knows how to be South Park or how to use the South Park sort of um, concept in the game and in a way that carries the whole thing. Like, I enjoy, I really laughed at some moments in that and really enjoyed oh, playing yeah, yeah. it. But then again, South Park is one of the things where I can absolutely understand if people don't like it. Yes. I, I love them. Yeah. And I, I also think that South Park games are probably some of the best, like, most faithful licensed games ever made. I remember yeah. once I read an interview which was hilarious that uh, the South Park 2 uses the Snowdrop engine, so the same as Division. Then the guy talked about, do you, do you know how hard it was to make the game look as shitty as the TV show? <laughs> you know, as, as like the task they set out for themselves. Like, because like this, the TV show, like animation, everything is, is atrociously bad, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, well, like, is there a game where you have heard, like, adverts, etc., the first word you hear, it's like, Hilarious. Is there hilarious games outside of like, because the only thing I can come up right now when it comes to hilarious, there's a lot of like smart, interesting humor, or let's say talk about uh, Stanley Parable, but talking about hilarious, like real comedy games um, outside of point and click adventure, because everything I think about right now from uh, Monkey Island to Day of the Tentacle, etc., LucasArts, even, but might be absolutely a, a really good LucasArts writing because. Um, the old Sierra games also had humor, but were often hit and miss when it comes to the humor part. While Lucas Arts are all, uh, Lucas Arts was always hit. Is there anything? I I think I'm going to put this one out there. Um, Grand Theft Auto. So not not 
the most recent it's like one. Social satire more. But rather than... It is, but there's humour everywhere in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you think of, especially Vice City, that was uh, it's absolutely hilarious. A lot of the missions in that are absolutely hilarious, uh, and and all of the kind of the incidental stuff like posters, stuff like that, all of the advertising, all of the kind of um, the kind of um, equivalents of real world th- real world things, and like the choice of music they have on the radio, it's all parody. You know, it's a it's a parody of the 1980s. Uh, I just think it's hilarious, and I think the writing in in Grand Theft Auto in general is some of the best writing in in games, um, and consistently has been since that first 3D uh, one they did. Often a lot of like satirical games um, are actually not that good when it comes to the humor, at least from from my point of view. Like some people might think different, but we I mean we talked about games where the majority of people lines on oh this is funny like that's uh, you th- you said GTA I think immediately about Saints Row. I like the Saints Row games, yeah. but is it great humor though? I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, there are a few controversial games. Let's talk about old games like uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which a lot of people really like. It's very dark. I like it, but last time I've shown that game to someone, I got this weird look. It's like you think that's funny. Okay, I'm, I'm very sorry about you. Could we could we turn that off and play something else? Haha. <laughs> was very awkward. Because I was like, kind of like this excited when the Rare Collection came. I was like, yeah, I need to show you Congress Bird Friday. It's amazing. You know, it's an old satirical, a little bit dark, whatever. Weird games like, ah, uh, okay. I think I've probably got the same thing with Aviary Atter- Aviary Attorney. I don't know if you've come across that, but it's... What is Aviary? I've seen it. It's so. like Aviary... I cannot like... Well, what it's a Bird Attorney. Yeah, what, what, what's Bird Attorney? So what's that other? What's the other Attorney game? What's that called? Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney, right, I haven't played that. And there's a Bird Attorney game? Yeah, it basically it's like law courts in the 1840s. And I'm a Bird... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's like sepia-colored artwork. Yeah. I've seen a video of that, and that was interesting. It's full of like Very bird puns. like that. Uh, I like puns. To be honest, that's how I, feel, how I imagine that Matt spends most of his weekends. Bird puns. <laughs> Just dressed up as a 1840s... <laughs> A bird attorney. With a fake beaker, yeah. You've no idea how close and accurate you are. A beaker and beard. No. With that. A, beer, a beaker stash. I was actually watching birds yesterday. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Out in the... Out, I went to I'm a place... about animals. Yeah, it was on the Rhine. There's like this... The wetlands. I thought he, he, he was talking about the, the Hitchcock movie. No, I went to this place on the Rhine where it's like wetlands. And I went... We went around the and it was pissing down with rain. And we just had a little nice walk around. And then there was this lovely like shack in the dry where we Bird just shack. looked out. And there was herons coming off the water. And yeah, it was, it was lovely. Right, wetlands sounds a like a multiplayer map by birds. in World War II Call of Duty, actually. Yeah, wet play. I think we'll go back... There were birds having a party in that shack on the Rhine wetlands. Uh, like GTA, yeah, you, you're right. Like a lot of it is really, really funny, but it's it also like it seems to Very like the, the level of sophistication varies greatly. Yeah. Like sometimes there's some stuff like with ammunition at the spots. Like yeah, it's just you know it's it's perfect. Just like you know a, a you know like. Uh, Biting like, a commentary on like U.S. gun culture or something, yeah. but then you see stuff like you know Pisswasser, like you know as 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 the beer brand, which like, or is, is that Saints Row? Or is it GTA? I think that Saints Row. No, I think it's GTA. Pisswasser. Is, it, is yeah. Pisswasser? Yeah. <laughs> they they both the they both have a a you know very not sophisticated you know not very highbrow name for for Budweiser, but okay, like yeah. I can't remember which one of them is Pisswasser. The stuff in but, the um, um, is it is it four is it four with the kind of the nineties um, with the big American titties? Yeah, and the like the hot coffee stuff and. Yeah, hot coffee. That was uh, GTA San Andreas, like, like oh, yeah, the, San Andreas, the, the yeah. you know like nineties uh, Compton hip hop. Yeah. There's some duff moments in there. There's some great moments too. The, the, the fast food orders, of course, legendary. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, still, still, still cracks me up. Just like yeah. two number nines. Um, Other good, good examples. I mean, we're, we're currently looking for because when, when we talk about bad examples. Uh, a lot of stuff. Let's say talk about like as much beloved, especially the first game is or the first 3D game is. Duke Nukem is not good humor, and a lot of that from that time. There's a lot of 90s edgy kind of like humorous games which are like eh, actually not that great. Redneck Rampage. Oh my god. What, well, uh, Shadow, I love that game. Which which is, it, is it Shadow Warrior? What a guy's called Low Wang. Yeah, that is Shadow Warrior. 
Is it other, like good examples, good positive examples yeah, of good humor? That's also interesting. What you just said, you know, like so, so yes, you know, they're they're they may have not aged as gracefully as Matt has, but some of those old actually, you know, like in the nineties, a ton of of shooters were very humorous, you know, like or like, tried to go for for humor. You know? Yeah, like, that's maybe true. it was very in your face, or, you know, it was just low brow humor, but it was but these days funny shooters again yes there's borderlands and yeah sure like destiny occasionally has like a, a funny quip or something but like you know really that that, that is overall true. a funny theme what was the last thing like that serious sam uh bullet storm bullet bullet storm yeah funny or tried you know was going for that angle but uh apart from that, not no so much that's true right? like with bullet storm um i mean serious sam while yeah i mean that is humor even though it has no real story or whatever Uh, I mean, I think even think Earth's Defense Force. You have a little, bit, a few of these, like mostly third e- person. Even with Borderlands, you know, you can through our, you know, favorite. Never actually been on the show, but most talked about person, Randy. Like, there's a direct lineage, you know, from those from those early '90s shooters. Yeah, that's true. Because that guy has been around true. since then. Yeah, and worked on some of that stuff. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it's dangerous not to have some elements of comedy in in a in an open world. So if you have a game, like even if it's a serious time, like even even if it's the like the First World War, there's there are actually there are moments of um, in Battlefront there are moments of like comedy because they are, they're, but they're jokes between men. They're, okay. So like I remember some like, I can't quote off the top of my head. about Battlefield. Yeah. Or Battlefront. Wait, Battlefield on, on the World War One battlefields of Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, yeah no, no, st- no, World War One battlefield. Okay, okay. They, they, yeah. they, because the, between the men, they have to keep the morale up in the trenches, right? So they, they, they do crack jokes in that, and there's that comedy bit. Do you remember the, the one where um, there's a bit with the, the plane where they discuss, where he dresses up as an officer yeah. to take control of the yeah. plane, yeah, yeah. and that's actually something that happened in real life. Yeah. By the way, uh, there's a there's a famous figure in history. Comedy's everywhere. It's just. And I think it's a mistake to, to ignore it when you think, I'm going to make a game that's dead, telling exactly how it was. It's a mistake to ignore it because it's part of our normal life. And it's this, also those moments of darkness create, make the comedy even stronger and vice versa. So having, the, having that kind of duality is, is, is a really strong thing for games. I, I agree. But the thing is, I think like, I mean, most, most AAA or big game productions when it comes to their stories are more like movies, right? So like, like their structure, etc., is very similar. They're writing their narrative storytelling. And therefore, you have the same as you have in movies. Uh, a, a serious drama might have some moments of comedy, uh, etc. So that is the case. I think that is something which almost every story-driven game has by nature because usually are people like you writing games are influenced by just good writing hopefully and movies and what what makes a good story and there you need to to sometimes to to either lighten up a situation or just fleshing out characters by humor etc i think that is not the problem itself as games focusing on humor yeah i rarely laugh at in video games when it comes to the story yes i am a german but when i i usually love when ridiculous shit is happening as an example Far Cry is a game series where it's in its DNA that completely weird stuff will happen at some point with AI. Uh, You get hunted by a couple of bulls which got spooked by a tiger. They run across the street. Then the the evil guys with their Jeep and their LMG run into, you know, all this weird stuff. Then something starts burning. And there's like, and you sit there and it's like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But it's not really storytelling. My, so, my girlfriend always loves her ass off of that. You know what? How, how you know that something is a Ubisoft open world game? If within five minutes I actually ca- I accidentally catch myself on fire. Yeah, <laughs> like it happens constantly. Like Far Cry, even in Wildlands, I once like I, like I was like, why am I on? F- oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, sure. Like that's a, a lot of like open world games. They there is a lot of potential for humor. I mean, probably I would say sometimes also intentional. Like I think like the way those systems are set up. They, you know, they, they they leave a lot of potential for for humor, but it's not something that, of course, is anticipated by the creator, right? You know, it's just like, hey, you give people these these systems, and if they use in the right way, there's going to be funny moments. I remember one time in Assassin's Creed Origins, like you know, I was sneaking up on on a camp, you know, like trying to be all stealthy, and I get there, and then half the camp is on fire, and like half the camp is dead, and the rest of them are fighting against a, a hippopotamus who has kicked something over. Now everything's burning. I'm like. 
okay, I'll just wait two minutes and then I'll mop up the survivors, I guess. Uh, it was the hippo, actually. So. <coughs> Good question. Matt, yeah. you're the expert. We have a medium where you have interaction between the, the watcher, the audience, the, the because I control it. I'm not just consuming a movie or a, a, a play or whatever. A play? Look at Mr. Fancy. I, I, I was uh, over the weekend. I was in Basel and I uh, visited the theater. It was a, it was an inspiring experience. It was great. I feel way more intelligent now. But should do that more theater often. does not count as enlightening. Um, well, I mean, actually, 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 probably yes. Right. So back to back to square one. So you as a game writer is. When a game offers systems which can be used by the player via interaction to create hilarious shit, even though it is not the main angle of the game, let's say like a goat simulator where, or, or a surgeon simulator where it's wacky slapstick physics, it might be a serious game like Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, Far Cry, and there all of a sudden you have systems in place which can lead and will most likely at some point lead the player to do completely hilarious, batshit, crazy stuff. Is that humor or not? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I laugh. It's exactly the kind of moments Marcel was talking about when, you know, the stuff that's going on in the game goes off. The, the question is, I'm sure I'm actually pretty certain there are moments in games that developers can set up. And, that's, and that's, that's, that's what you're talking about. It's kind of like both things together. So it's like having that ra feeling it's slightly random that you've come across this thing, but also enabling the systems to create those kind of crazy silly no. moments. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's humour. It's just, yeah, it's just not. It's not written. They're not written gags. They're they're unscripted, impromptu gags, I guess. Um, yeah, and if if I had the opportunity in one of those games, which takes itself a little bit seriously, like Assassin's Creed or whatever, you know, um, try, tries to create a, a living world, I think I'd find it hard to resist trying to put some comedy moments in there like that or stack things in a certain way so that funny things happen because it's just fun isn't it it's like those are some of the most memorable things in games those kind of crazy mm -hmm, mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. whether you call them like comedy or joy I don't know or what the boundary is there or what you know but that that is part of the the best thing about open world games is, is the randomness and a lot of the time that randomness is hilarious um, but yeah it's not nothing I can control for the most part or as a writer um, all you can do is kind of maybe you can imagine certain things will play out and then create some kind of celebration of that like with a line of dialogue or whatever on top or a bit of audio to kind of reaffirm the, the comedy um, but because those are systemic moments it's it's really just yeah it's down it's more down to like game design really um, no yeah so yeah game design can at least uh, not 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 enforce but encourage humor yeah i think like, you've seen it like some games consistently delivered for example battlefield is, is actually perfect you know like and it's part of their branding like that whole battlefield moments the idea of yeah. like hey you know you're here with 64 players you have all these toys the physics crazy the destructibility the craziest shit can I, I, we brought this up on an episode a while back but i remember like one of my favorite moments when we played battlefield one like you know the four of us were running across this this italian alpine map And you're just running and suddenly right next to us, a, a Zeppelin, you're like one of the behemoths has been destroyed, drops on the ground and one of us just killed by the girl. You're like, I'm dead. Why? Like, oh, oh, a Zeppelin fell in. Oh, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that, you know, which is, again, you know, obviously not planned. You know, nine times out of ten that Zeppelin may fall down and nobody's there. But like still it feels like some of the systems or like, you know, the, the overall, the developers, you know, aim for uh, you know, allowing or encouraging that kind of like crazy stuff you know of course on like like a co-op in in far cry yeah, uh, where yeah you yeah. can do all kinds of stuff like pack explosives on a car or, and stuff uh, like or that. fallout 76 we had a, we had a very humorous experience with fallout 76 i would say yeah it was There, well, there's a great thing i've seen the other day i think it was in kotaku or so um where people are now like the latest trend in community seems to be that people try to reenact classic album covers in Fallout 76 what? it's fantastic like <laughs> people take the screenshots like you know with, okay. the, with, the, with the photo system it's, it's really cool stuff so yeah that's, um, I need to look this one up there, there's, there's some cool stuff like that yeah so yeah we talked about the, the games that everybody thinks are funny so what's the flip side of that I mean obviously flip side would be games that nobody thinks are funny but I don't think those exist because there's always that one deranged person. A controversial, hilarious, divisive humor. Yes, um, yeah, Congress Bad Friday was a good example. True. 
there's always you no know, the the, the I'm line. I'm not even of, sure why I like it. A lot of people don't like what's the correct polite term to say is a scatologic humor. Yes. So for example, that you know when you have the great Mighty Pooh singing an opera aria. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. again, it also really veers into the absurd. Yeah. Um, it's like okay, there's a pile of shit singing a, an epic song about how he's a pile of shit. Mozart was famously really into scatological humor. True. Yeah. Oh. Mm. That gives a different. It gives a completely new perspective on Mozart, Kugel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Ooh. But it still feels like you know even then some even keeping in mind again that we said you know some humor is very is very uh, subjective or so there still seem to be games where a lot of people think you know that's not funny or or they really I, mean, I think like one of the worst things is of course the moments when you try to be funny and it falls flat like that's that's always brutal happens to me all the time and yeah I know and the other thing is. Um, when when you try to make something like very very serious or emotional but due to execution you know uh, poor animations bad voice acting or something i mean that's a classic example of course you know, with bad voice acting that happens a lot of yeah. games or something like this is going to be super emotional and then it says something in a way we're like I, I can't take you serious right now exactly. so all of a sudden you have to press the f key in a very dramatic moment i didn't even think that was that bad you know it was just yeah, like one of the Oof. okay Okay, so where is a game uh, games which fail or are very like controversial with their humor? Oh, yes, we've we've talked about it a, a lot. Like, uh, is Borderlands controversial at this point? Because everyone I talk to, their YouTube tutorials which start or YouTube videos about that game which start with the first thing you should do to turn down your in-game audio. Uh, no, speak if you, if you audio look at the reviews, so like, a lot of the reviews said that they like the gameplay and they yeah. feel that like the gameplay is a lot improved. They're yeah. a great gunplay. They don't like the humor. But then if you go to the comment section, there's a lot of people defending the humor, saying that they really enjoy it. So you know, there, there mm. clearly seems to be people. Who do mm. like the Borderlands humor? Mm. Um, for me, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Uh, back then, when I played it, I liked some of it. I didn't like some of it, but you know, I, I didn't feel like it was offensively bad. So now I'm wondering because it's been seven years since I played Borderlands Two. If if it's just like I, I th- remember it differently than it was, or maybe my humor has changed, or the game has changed that much. So I, I should probably play Borderlands Three at some point Ooh. and see uh, what it's like now. I have a controversy for you guys. Here it comes. Because, you know, up to this point, we're in episode 15 now? I think 15, I made yeah. myself a name of saying stuff which some some people in the in the great gaming verse not necessarily like. And uh, I will continue with that. So I will my, make myself uh, work on that fame once more and say, I cannot stand Kate Six humor. Like, that kind of like, I, I no, don't... I, like, I, I know that some people, you know, again, it's the same thing where is some it? people... Is it okay? Yeah, so I'm not Richard, alone. Richard, Richard, obviously, bitches. That's true. But then again, as we've established right at the start of this episode, Richard is not exactly an expert on the topic of being funny. No, that's true. Like, like, don't get me wrong. And I like Nathan Fillion, but Kate Six is. Do so you think Richard has already been not funny before he lived in Germany, or is that our fault? I think we we, we sucked him dry. <laughs> I think we sucked him dry. He lost his heart in Germany somewhere, and he that, never perhaps? found it back. Could you reword that? <laughs> no, I think. Okay, I think that's good. all right. Perfect. Thank you uh, for your contributions on this topic. So, um, Borderlands Three, I have played it. But I'm sorry to go back to it, but um, for you, for anyone that hates it um, or hates hearing about it, um, basically, yeah, I've played. I think I played the first sort of ten hours or something with uh, a mate of mine. And the thing is, is that it's a, it's a game that's designed for like co-op. So you're you're in it to play. Um, together, like it's not a game I would really want to play on my own very much. Um, there, there are several problems though with the with the comedy, and I think I think it's to do with the fact that it's just incessant. So it's like it's relentless from the start, from the moment, from the very beginning. It's like unskippable uh, cutscenes um, and moments and stuff like that, uh, where you can't really you can't skip over it. It's just really in your face. All the characters, every single character has some annoying thing either that or they have no personality at all like um i can't remember her name but like the 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 leader of the um what, crimson raiders or whatever she's called but she's she's just scarlet she's just totally <laughs> devoid of any kind of emotion at all what was the name of a dlc captain scarlet and her pirate booty 
But continue, because it's interesting to hear that because we have a lot of reviewers and people with Athena. opinions talking about that. But now Athena. we have... Is that name? And Could be. There wasn't Athena something to do with the criminal... Actual British man and member of the uh, Monty Python Society <laughs> to talk about that kind of like humor in Borderlands 3. So, so this is valid. So there are moments that I've laughed um, because I think, I think in general, like the quality of the writing is okay. And like... The thing is, and it's very much like, it's very much the kind of extreme of what it always has been. So it's really pushing even further in the direction it's always been going in with the, with the humour. And that's just going to annoy and be distasteful to some people. Um, however, you know, if, for example, you're playing with someone else and occasionally there's some bit of comedy that pops up, somebody says something that, that kind of finds its way into the space you're playing uh, it can be quite funny it's quite sort of arresting when something like that happens some event happens and then somebody says something kind of funny and it's the first time you've listened for about half an hour and it's it's funny and that that's that's okay but if you actually unlike like like I say that's funny but I, I only saw that in the subtitles because I also had the audio off because it was so annoying from the beginning But yeah, if you like reading subtitles, then it's quite a good way to play the game. Um. So do you think part of the problem is just like the the frequency at which it it's comes? The pacing, yeah, the tempo, timing, if you want to call it that. There's no build-up to the jokes. It's just constant chatter, especially like Claptrap. I mean, I know that's his character, but seriously, the, like Claptrap is the only person that finds Claptrap funny. So, like, as far as I can tell, I'm sure there's somebody out there. There's been, like, some times where I found Claptrap funny in Borderlands 2. Yeah, yeah, he has his moments, but he's like, oh, God, the first person you see is Claptrap's like, oh, not this again. I don't know, there's, there's, there's some moments, like, at the beginning, he does this, like, weird little zigzag, pretends like he's on a, like, doing an assault course in his sort of way, like, oh, look at me, I'm all action, little Claptrap. And that's a visual joke, because he doesn't say anything, and he does this little funny little routine where he jumps across, slides across the bonnet of a car. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that's actually, that's pretty good. Um, and there are moments like that, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it is what it is, you know, you find it funny or not. I don't think it's a reason to hate the game so much. I liked the humor in Doom. Everyone's staring at me. Saying like you mean like like from like from 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 collectibles you found like the notes? Yeah, the, the collectibles you found the animations. The first thing you wake up and and then then you get incredibly pissed and angry and smash the screen. And that was incredibly. I, I laughed hard at this one. Then also like the completely out there, ridiculous heavy metal kind of like uh, story, uh, uh, the villains, and then how that is played out with your because you don't have a voice, you just with your animations, the referential work when you. Die in lava, you get the, the Terminator thumbs up, you find the small buddy and give him a fist bump. That was, that was good, I like that. A lot. One scene that I always, uh, always loved was in, uh, I think it was in Halo 2, there's one scene where the Master Chief sneaks up on a, at a grunt, and the grunt looks at him, and the Master Chief goes like, boo. And it's just the grunt goes oh, yeah. like, ah, no, no, no. like, that was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Are there, are there, what, what, what else comes to mind for you? Okay, we, we talked about South Park already as, as something that is divisive. And there it's even more so, like, obviously, like a lot of like um, South Park humor is, is very edgy or insulting, or you know, like uh, it is kicking down a lot of time. You know, let, let's not mince words about it. I, I still find it funny. Maybe that makes me a bad person. I don't know. No. There are a lot of things which make you a bad person, not necessarily that one. He said no. I said no, because I, I love South Park, but yeah. Oh, I thought, uh, no, I'm not a bad person. No. No, you're not a bad person, just because you like South Park. God. I'm really getting mixed messages right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person, personage, personality. Um, so I, I just throw another thing into the mix, because like, we, we haven't talked so much about like that kind of meta humor. Like that kind of games humor. Yeah, yeah. And um, like there are a few games that we've, I think we've touched upon, like Portal you mentioned earlier. Uh, there's um, Stanley Parable. Uh, we've had Undertale mentioned on previous podcasts. These are all games that have got like this kind of games meta comedy going on, especially Stanley Parable. Like if you've played that, then it's got I mean, that kind of narrator. The game is meta in, in itself, right? Exactly, yeah. But, the, but it's funny as well. It's yeah. like. Um, oh, that's true. It's got that kind of, you know, oh, you know, don't. You know, what you're doing, you're going the wrong way and this kind of stuff going on uh, in it, which I, just, I think is great. But it's a bit like write, like writers who write about write, the act of writing. Uh, it, it has a limited crowd, actually, as, a, as an audience. Like, it can be a bit annoying to some people to read 
to to get to have the humor be about about a world that breaks that world down, breaks down the wall between the player and the game. I think also, especially in games, you have a lot of cases where like this kind of like breaking the fourth wall is something which is often used and rarely in a in a very good smart way. Deadpool is really good about it. Yeah, but that's Deadpool. He this character is about breaking the fourth wall. So is the Deadpool video game is obviously a video game about a humoristic character. Which counts. It's a funny game. But like, Actually, oh, I, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot one game that is really, really funny that I loved a lot, and uh, that really is. I think you know, it's, it's because like one criticism that comes up a lot in in reviews recently, I've noticed it where a game pokes fun at like you know something being stupid in games or cliches, but then forces you to do it anyways. You know that that's like this. You know, you acknowledge something is dumb. But then you still make the player do it. So is that then funny or is it just like trying to cover up for something? But one game that I thought was really, really funny about the way it works with video game cliches is Bart's Tale. Oh, the yes. Bart's Tale from Absolutely. 2003 or four, something like the top-down Diablo one. I know like gameplay-wise, you know, it was obviously a huge departure from previous Bart's Tale and not everybody liked it, but it's absolutely hilarious. I love it. Like uh, fairly early on, there's a thing where you kill a wolf. And then, like, he drops this this elaborate armor, and the bard's like, "Yeah, man, that's gonna be worth so much money." And the narrator's like, "Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. A wolf's not wearing armor. Yeah, I'm gonna remove that." And just it pops away, and the bard's like, "Whoa, there goes all my income." Like, you know, which yeah, obviously in video games that's how you make money, right? In, in yeah. RPGs. Uh, uh, so yeah, the bard's tale is really, really a super funny game. Or you know, it's. Uh, um, there's you know the, the cliche thing of hey you know I have like a rat problem like like every second RPG like mm-hmm. oh yeah of course yeah the usual thing you go down is just like this massive rat that fucks you up <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, it's all this all these little playing playing with that might be yeah, in one of the best best uh, cases of video game humor to I actually think also like that was heavily promoted as a comedic yeah. game or as a humorous and game and the sat- like, satire was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like really like the 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 you know the key marketing thing of the that game hey it's it's a humoristic game so that, that you know because you asked previously are the games to do that parts tale was an yeah, example yeah. of this is actively Boom. promoted as a comedic game and it was it was breaking really the fourth wall yeah it's like twisting the turning the genre convent the games conventions around um like you know that the idea like yeah clearing up the stuff and then that is what head. people often miss i mean you said the, 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 the definition of what what makes it makes it good or what's uh, what's behind that but often it's usually a very 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 bottom of the barrel joke about ha huh, we're doing this because it's a video game right <laughs> isn't that stupid but we do it anyway like there are ways of doing that smartly yeah but that's usually like this. And like with Deadpool is allowed to do that because the character is like in its hilarious way completely over-exaggerated when it comes to that kind of stuff and that's funny. But often games are doing that kind of like, ha! I think the yeah, way to do it really, is... It's, it's yeah. something I've noticed. Sorry, Isn't that funny? It's something I've noticed like popping up a few times recently in reviews where that is called out. Like this poking fun at a video game convention... Or, you know, like somebody commenting on like, hey, you know, we have to do this three times. Oh, it must be a video game. And then you still have to do it three times. You know, like the whole idea of poking yes. fun at something and then doing it regardless. Like yeah, that's, doing that's, something. I've, I've noticed yeah. that recently. Three times is also a fundament of the hero's journey. But I mean, I can understand that as, the, as a writer, like, like you're given this quest and it's like slay three um, racks or whatever. And um, you've got to go and collect them and bring them back and whatever um, because they've been a pest around the farm or whatever. If you get given that as an assignment, uh, as a writer, there are different ways of handling it. But but one of them, the first thing that thinks to mind is, oh, this is a bit of a this is a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Can you come up with something a bit better than this? Or isn't there a way in the game of doing this better? No, there isn't. Okay, well, I'll just say, I'll be cynical about it then and just say, this is a shit quest, isn't it? Let's just, <laughs> you know, and like, but it's not what you do. You have to do something. You have to somehow not break the, the wall. You can comment on it. You can still comment on the fact that it's a bit of a cliche, but you still can't break the wall fully or you have to somehow tread a careful path or do something different or try as much as you can to use the resources available to you in the game to, to create something new. Um, from it, but it is you know I can I sympathise with the, with the people doing that. Yeah, how, how often this might be? I mean, I've, I've people told me that we have a game writer sitting in that episode here, right, Matt? You met your game writer, <laughs> yeah. So why not asking you interviewing you personally? Like, how many times or how often happened it to you that when doing your job, yeah, you were interjecting yourself. What? 
interjecting humor maybe in a scene in a in some writing etc where it was not part of the task i mean it's always my instinct actually to to think to see if there's something funny in a situation because that's just that's just something i like to do you know okay. like i often think that if i didn't hadn't done uh, chosen to be a, a writer per se that i think i would have moved into some comedy in in some way because it's just yeah it's just a personal preference of mine to have humor present okay um, yeah. but but darkness darkness is equally important and you've got to you can't have one without the other and and so on um, how dark is your humor oh i i can get really dark it's often i often find myself having to turn down the knobs a bit so that it's not too uh too noisy in that in that regard yeah i want to know i don't know what you think but i want to know what you think the funniest moment you've ever you've ever experienced in, in a game was Can, is there a particular moment that, or like not moment, or is there a particular game that really makes you think that is the funniest thing that I've ever played? Or wow, because I can tell you what mine is. Okay, um, just get a start. Sure. Yeah, mine is mine is Worms, the original Worms. Ah, yeah, some physics. Oh, absolutely, pro- absolutely great display of humor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so like the team names. Probably the first funny game I played as well. I think. So the team names were like, you know, there was one team called Utensils and they had like teaspoon, fork, wooden spoon and whisk. And just that that in itself. And these are like, That's they're already worms. They're worms. Uh, utensils. Well, I think, I think whisk is not a piece of cutlery. A what? A whisk. What's a whisk? Uh, it's like the thing you use to whip eggs up uh, to make meringue. Schneebeer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, it's a, it's a kitchen utensil. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but you're right. A fork and teaspoon are a bit dubious in that category. But still, <laughs> the fact that they're a worm, but they're called this, and they're also combined with the fact that you're bouncing a sheep or a banana bomb into and them. And the holy grenade always would be, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, exactly. That is Monty Python, though, isn't yeah, it? it? It is very, yeah, that's true. Um, right. But it's, yeah, there's something about that game that's just inherently funny as well. And, like, all the death, uh, all the death uh, barks that they have in that game, like... Oh, 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 oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, all yeah. these little little barks. They're just oh, I don't want to play worms. funny. I just remembered another game that is super funny to play and probably some of the sorry, some of the funniest moments I ever had. And it's being published by the same company as Worms. Overcooked. Oh Overcooked holy shit. Predestined for these new like funny What the fuck are you doing moments? You're like with, he, with here's the, my answer, because I've never laughed so hard at a game like in tears like Overcooked so yeah we were uh, at a previous job where, where Basti and Rich and I worked together we had it we were dead set on like hey we're gonna finish Overcooked we're gonna get three stars and all of this before this company shuts down which didn't happen but you know and um, at times the best thing was so we had Richard and we had a, a second a producer And at times, like they were like this, this close to starting, you know, to put down like a, a flow chart of who does what at what time. It was fantastic. Like, so you do this now. I'm gonna get like two two buns from you, and then you get the salad. But right after the salad is cut, then you go and get the, the you know the, the tomato and stuff like that. It was it was it was crazy. We like, had strategy meetings, pep talks before yes. our runs. Richard is the worst pep talk in history. Yeah, like Richard is incredibly bad at pep talking. Like he gives you what he thinks is a pep talk, and afterwards you're like. I guess I'm, you I'm can sure. Go home now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. But yeah, like Overcooked is great. Um, really, maybe maybe because it's fresh in my mind because I've only re- played it like uh, last month. Um, Portal has some fantastically yes. funny moments. Yeah. Um, yes. What I really loved is the one where like, oh, the test results are in. This test says you're stupid. That's funny. We weren't even testing for that. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. And, and like probably one that is really great, you know, like, like a great example of like, you know, the, the humor like gradually being piled on where it's like, hey, you know, this says like your, your overall looks, I can't remember exactly, like your, your overall looks stupid. But you know, it's just a scientist. What would he know? Oh, she has a medical degree in fashion. From France, but the end of it, you're like, I guess my, my overall looks really, really bad. It's, it's like it's stuff like that. That's the part of you is absurdly good. Yes, it's it's fantastic. But that's an example of that breaking of the wall that works really well because yeah. it's happens in it happens so cleanly in the game as well because you're in this kind of sterilized environment for so long. You think it'll never end. 
and then suddenly there's this bit where you're through the wall and you're in the the innards like the back they're like in among the yep. pipes and all that stuff it's fantastic that's really one of the that's really one of my favorite moments generally in games that getting into the back room like nothing actually there's no gameplay really associated with that but it's such an amazing uh kind of yeah trashing of what's come before that's great i think it's great i also really appreciate how many different ways they find you to tell you that you're fat yeah <laughs> it's like i would like to lay a laminate your skeleton for future generations so they can avoid having your unfortunate bone structure like, wow that's really that's really elaborate wordy way to say i'm fat <laughs> So that's also very good, yeah. So, um, what is our advice to the video game developers of the world? Uh, one other thing I just remember: uh, it also seems like this industry is really, really bad at like if something is funny to run that into the ground. Like, Portless, amazingly well written. I can't see another cake as a light joke in my life. I think. Yes. Yes. And also yeah, the same thing. Right. I, I I laughed out so loud the first time I heard it, and now you know it's been done to death. The the it took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, and yeah, we have uh, like like one of those critics of you. Know, I would have killed that dragon, uh, but unfortunately. And you know what? We have all probably that one friend who is in Telegram, WhatsApp, or whatever, and uses memes with that joke all the time, some right. sticker and things. And you're like, <sighs> and when you do that, they say it looks like somebody stole your sweet roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's that's the thing that after like, yeah, running jokes, as soon as something becomes uh, probably also the problem, probably also the problem. Man, I'm really good at languaging. Um, one of the potential issues there also is probably that uh, you know video game development takes a while. So if you play something now, you think, hey, this is funny. I want to do a reference to that. By the time your game comes out three years later, yeah. 20 different people have already done the same joke. And it's like, oh, um, I guess I'm the author right now. Well, the main thing is just keep, to keep moving on. That's like that's the general. Like it's a generally quite a, a healthy way to be is to like not get too precious about anything you've done. Um, I'd say I definitely say that as a writer. That's really super important advice to anyone that writes: is don't get precious about your words because they're 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 not the best words that ever were written. So I mean, I've seen the words, and I agree. Move on, yeah, move on and, and do something else. But it's like that with comedy; like you can't bash the, the flog the dead donkey for too long. Do you say flock or float? Flog. Okay, I'm like, flog. why would you like try to float like a dead donkey? Like, yeah. so um, you know, because this is an educational program. At least that's what it claims on like the the, the government stipend I've tried to get us. Um, uh, what would you? What would your advice be to? Um, you know, like the, the, the games writers of this world, like to to try to make something that is genuinely funny without being too much in your face or you know too controversial. Essentially, how do how do you make something that's as funny as Monkey Island or something? Uh, I think I think the pacing thing, like we talked about that, that was mm-hmm. I think that's that's the, probably the most important thing. Like, yeah, like you need like like a joke really hits way more. You know, if there's a break in more, yeah, if like you said, like if it's just constantly joke, 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 then some of them will still stick at the wall. Yeah. But like it's diminished. Like even the impact of like that really one funny, super funny joke is diminished if there's like twenty less funny jokes right beforehand. Right? You know, that's yeah. for example, what I say like. What it always felt really, really masterfully done with the with the Lego games, yeah, like like with the Star Wars games. So it, it was not a constant barrage of, of jokes, but like occasionally there is that one thing at exactly the right time. I mean, like this is perfect. Yes, times. exactly. Yeah. And and I think the other thing is, um, you know, I know they exist and they they can be done well, but another golden rule might be to avoid like cult pop references, basically, because because they will they will fade fast like they will not stand the test of time like if you drop in a joke about like as happens like you drop in a joke about just people in the real world stuff that's happening Brexit. now it's like you have to think carefully about whether that's going to oh no Brexit's going to be funny for, for decades um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's for sure also I think visual comedy is like the most timeless thing so if you're not sure then then um, forget the writing and just try and uh, concentrate on like creating a scene that's visually funny because that can be really powerful in, in games I think and also like I think like retro retro is more hipster than any in any time before so just making reference to something which is like 20 or 30 years ago might work right yeah something well something yeah something more universal than that yeah about stuff that people people know but um yeah stuff that's happening right now that May just fizzle out. That's that's a that's a danger. What what's your advice, Busty? Kajit is innocent of this crime. I just Time. realized that as much as I like to trash talk the tot, 
There's some really, really, really good humor in the Elder Scrolls games. There's some fun really stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan personally of Lift Your Tail. The uh, what's her name? Uh, the lusty, the, the lusty mates. The the lusty. There's some. There's some. You know, like like you can find all the books, right? Agonian mate, the Agonian mate, the Argonian or the, mate, the lusty the, the Agonian mate. Oh yes, yeah, so, no, I have read some of those. The, yeah. There is you know, like all these books, and like there's a lot of funny world building in there. And there is one a, a stage play about the lusty Argonian mate. Her name is Lifter Tail. Okay. And you know, there's stuff like, uh, like, like the, the Lord of the Manor come like, well, you have to polish my spear, but it's so big, I'll be polishing the whole night. But you get right, it better yeah, get yeah. started. Like, you need to read that one up, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. No, so stuff. my advice would be leave the meme humor to uh, Twitch streamers to and YouTube, YouTubers and Randy. Yeah, create your own memes. Create your own memes. Like, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, you don't have to try even try it that too hard. Like, just do something original. That's, that's super important. Yeah, and if it, you think about stuff like the Honey Badger... Is Claptrap its own mean by now? Yes. Of their own yes. creation? Kinda right. Yeah. So if you if you if you if ever stuff like the honey badger come to your mind, just stop what you're doing, stand up, leave whatever place you are right now, run a couple of minutes around the block and then either come up with an idea or throw yourself into the floods. I should say though that in his defense, the honey badger was a badass. Like if you looked at a video like that guy's a badass. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with a snake. I mean, I'm. I'm more to be scared of snakes myself. So a honey badger is more badass. I mean, I like to see to see to imagine just like the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman as uh, the Wolverine uh, as a huge. <laughs> Hugh honey Jackman badger. is the honey badger. I mean, the Wolverine is a badger, so it's, it's, it's badger like is a badass. Could it go back to South Park, like one of the South Park uh, superheroes, doesn't it? Like the honey badger, or like what's uh, what's Carmen's. The coon. <laughs> yeah, the coon. Right. So you're you're a recommendation, Marcel. Racist, I believe. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm led to believe deliberately. Um, Richard says, yeah. so. I, "I don't know. I'm hire me. I'm funny. That's fuck." But I have one last question for you guys before we wrap this up. Oof. If you had to, if if your boss came, put your pistol to your head, and said, "Okay, you have to pick a single meme and turn that into a video game," which meme would you take, <laughs> and what game would you make out of it? That's a, that's a good that's a good funny question for you. Uh, wow, I, I probably have to edit some some thinking pause out of this uh, podcast. I don't know any memes. I, I'm I just. What like, does it mean you don't know any memes? I don't know any memes. I don't go have on the internet. Have you never been in a chat with me? No, I don't go on the internet. Bird memes. Give me bird a memes. meme like those. those the bird birds, with, birds arms, with arms. Bird with arms. The game, and it would be a funny slapstick comedy like party game, like Mount Your Friends, just with birds with and arms. Like you have to game, ridiculous like a very stuff. Serious fighting game, like Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. But they all have little arms, like doing a Hadouken. with a very dark undertone, like in the wake of uh, Hatofu Boyfriend. There's a story behind that, which is actually like very grisly about some medical like, experiments with with birds and arms. I think people fucking birds is grim in itself. Like Hatofu boyfriend yeah. is pretty pretty grim. Um, you know that one with a little girl who look who looks the other way. Like her, she does like a little. There's a little blonde girl. Just like, like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, my daughter does that look. So I probably would make a game about basically about my daughter, and she goes into like this fantasy world with dragon stuff and just does that face all the time whenever anything happens because like. You know, all that stuff's a bit weird, isn't it? To what would be the in. gameplay? Oh, it's just like it's just like an RPG, isn't it? You just go in, you just go into the world, um, but you basically like the dragon comes on, and you're like, oh god, or like you know, and it just carries on like this. Yeah, okay. that'll be my idea of a, a good. Sound bad. Um, I think I would make a very, very serious emotional war shooter. But like all your fellow soldiers are all like the dramatic looking animals, like the dramatic looking gopher or like the puck who goes like. Oh, that's a good idea. Stuff like that, all of them. Like, so like whenever something, something fucked up happens, you're like, are you okay? Are you all right? And he turns around, it's like the gopher. Like... So, gentlemen, this was, this was funny. Either thanks to the topic or due to the fact that Richard was not here. Gotta get like I'm one so last thankful that he is not one here. Last yeah, yeah. He would have ruined everything. Um, Matt, if people want to have more humorous advice from you, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Goatflip. Is that a humorous name? I think originally, possibly. But you don't remember anymore? I don't, no. Very good. Basti. I just also realized I tried to come up with a lot of like weird, funny remarks about like myself being a zombie now because of you guys. And but as I'm German, um, you can hook me up with everything, but you like about everything, but not humor. 
to be frank. It's at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N, on Twitter. Yeah, and talk uh, talk with me about everything, but not, not humor. I'm not funny. Excellent. If you want to tell Richard that you wish uh, to have him back on the show, you can find him on Twitter at still funnier than Marcel. Um, you can Has send he actually created that email? No. Uh, the no, Twitter account? Every week has a different thing. <laughs> like uh. this week, I think he would probably come up with something along those lines. Oh, damn. I I'm sure through. next week he will tell us what his name would have been for this episode. Yeah, I felt so uh, You can also, in all seriousness, um, uh, send us an email to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. Send us emails. you can talk to me and uh, reaffirm my belief that I'm the funniest person in Germany uh, at com underscore raven on Twitter. Don't talk to him. Send us emails. Send Give us, us emails feedback. with the funniest jokes you've ever heard in them. Or just send us outright in memes. In video games? Just generally. Or memes. We take anything at this point. We're desperate. <laughs> We're, We're desperate, desperate for humor. We are desperate for humor, yeah. Yeah. As, as we've seen on South Park, Germans are the unfunniest people. I love those jokes, by the way. Okay, so thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen. Thank you very much, dear listener. And we look forward to, be lis- to being listened to by you again next week, Thursday. So long, and uh, thanks for the fish. Thank you, everybody. Howard is innocent of this crime.